have you considered doing no, no, no November? Um, it's too late, right? <laughs> it is too late. And, uh, I, how many nuts, how many nuts are you so far in this is today we're recording this. It's November uh, well, this is going to come out on, this is going to come out on November 3rd. So let's go. Yeah. 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 That's when we'll release it. But yeah. So, so how, how, how many nuts so far do you have? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we're going to talk about another man refusing to wear condoms, surprise anal experience, a woman whose boyfriend thinks she's too loose, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. I think I misspoke twice in that intro, but anyway, we're going to go with it. pretty (laughs) good. Do you... I have a question, Mike. Do you have a sense that your kids get you sick more often than you otherwise would be? Definitely. Yes, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, I was on a family vacation last week. And then over Halloween, I was with my girlfriend's family. And I feel like I had low-grade colds basically for the entire time. And the kids the are worst... always like, you know, have the snivels and stuff. So I know where it's coming from. Yeah, the, that's, yeah there's, there, there are a couple age ranges where that happens. Uh, it's mm-hmm. mostly <clears throat> in the younger age ranges. Uh, yes. Another really disgusting element of that is, uh, well, I think every school has a um, kid in it that's like uh, the character Pigpen from, that's from Peanuts, right? Yes. Uh, and so uh, there are various things you can track from that, whether it's lice or like worms or whatever, like they're various like disgusting parasitic things that you can get. And like what will happen is uh, schools are really, really good about lice typically now, but they'll, oh, fleas is another one. They'll typically Jesus. be like a kid that just starts, keeps reinfecting everybody. And like, they'll send out all these notices, you know, they're trying not to single a kid out, but they'll be like, Hey, you know, everybody needs to take these various <laughs> actions. And the thing is yeah. like, like, for example, there was one person, uh, at my kid's school who I'm pretty sure was repeatedly giving everybody worms. And like, as soon as this kid, I won't even say the gender left the school, uh, because this person's parent left, moved, uh, yeah. it all stopped. It all stopped immediately. Wow. So it was very clearly because of this. And it, yeah, it was, you know, and the thing is it gets passed to the parents and then you're like, wow, I think I need to take a medication. It's right. not, you know, it's not a big deal, but it's just annoying, and gross. So, yeah. I feel like it's a pretty big deal. Like I was virtually never sick for the better part of three years because of COVID. I still haven't gotten COVID. And yeah, me neither. I don't like having colds is a major inconvenience. I mean, I'm, I'm running like 80 miles a week right now. And so having even a little bit of sickness really makes that miserable. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's annoying. I hadn't really, I mean, there's plenty of reasons not to have children, but that's yet another one that I need to put in the con bucket. It's a, yeah, it's a real con. There's a period of time. Uh, yeah, when they're like, you know, nine, ten, something like that, that doesn't happen. It, it starts to normalize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, they can be pretty delightful at times. But all right, let's move on. Uh, did you have any patter for us today? Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have a couple of things. So I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before we talked about the uh, kind of typical, there was, there was a, uh, spreadsheet or something that had the typical allowance numbers for sugar babies. Oh, and right. Yep. It was, yeah. And you can still find this on the having, no, not uh, sugar lifestyle forum, rather subreddit. And it's also in our vast archive, a treasure trove of 
uh, podcast episodes. But, yep. you know, it, it generally came down geographically wherever you were to maybe one to three thousand dollars a month. There are women who are saying they're getting ten thousand. They're, you know, and they're people much lower, but, but typically yeah. it's kind of surprisingly stable. And it, yeah, it, it on some level makes sense. So uh, one of the most prolific uh, posters on the Having Fun Hobbying subreddit, which is, um, his name is Uncle Tony. I've seen Uncle Tony have sex <laughs> a lot of times because he likes to post videos clandestine, probably against the site rules now that I think about it. Maybe the women know he's doing it, but he posts uh, stuff about his uh, participation in the mongering hobby that is people who frequent prostitutes. Okay. And He's in the Bay Area, and any but any listeners who are in the Bay Area, you can uh, actually contact Uncle Tony on the site, and he will, for a small fee, actually introduce you to the scene in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, interesting! Uh, and there are actually people on the subreddit who have taken him up him up for uh, on it. Um, so anyway, and, he posted and subsequently yeah. vouched for him. They just said they had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think there was one person who, who got into some detail about what happened. Okay, so he, um, he like tells you what sites you need to go to or how to find. He likes to go to what's what's he likes to go to what's called the Blade, which is where you actually find women, you know, walking on the street. But also, he's very familiar with the um, massage parlor scene Jesus. and sort of the clandestine brothels. Yeah, yeah, there's okay. a lot to it. Um, yeah, so you got to okay. know what you're doing. All right. Um, so what does he say? So yeah, he's tallying up what what happened uh, uh, this year. He says this month. Uh, I guess October 2022, mm-hmm. uh, including Sugar Baby. So he also goes on seeking and sort of has more transactional Sugar Baby situations. Anyway, mm-hmm. this month he said he spent $2,995. So just under $3,000. I think that's pretty interesting because <laughs> that's basically the same amount Sugar Daddies pay. Right. Uh, so, it, so it sort of doesn't matter. He said that um, he uh, this year, uh, get, why don't you guess? Guess how many women he had sex with this year? Uh, is he routinely spending $3,000 a month? Yes. Okay. No, actually, that's a little high. Sorry, because he gives a full year. I'll give you the full year total just to help you. He said he spent $14,880 this year. Great that he's, he's got a spreadsheet, obviously. He's paying yeah. roughly $120 an encounter. That's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in early November now, so. Oh, shit. You can now. Well, no, he might have. Well, you could. If you can do the division in your head, you'll know the answer, actually. I, I ruined it. Um, oh, I didn't hear so it. I actually didn't, didn't hear. Okay. Did, you, did you give a numerator, like the uh, the number of women in a certain month or something? I gave the total amount he spent and the total amount he spent per woman, which then could be divided to oh. by the astute yeah, I wasn't in the audience. Attention. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, we've paused long enough. What are what are the? So he says he's had sex with 124 women uh, this Jesus. year. That's that's one every to... every other one every 2.5 days or something. Yeah. He says to the haters, for those dudes on your hating and saying I'm fucking ugly and subpar women, I say this to you. If you're not on my fucking level, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, care, I couldn't care less who or what you're fucking. I'm having fun. I'm right. fucking beautiful women. And to be honest, what the fuck do you care? And he yeah. just continues like that. Um, but but I, I thought it was pretty uh, intriguing that the, the number was like exactly the number that we found for Sugar Baby. So there's some right. kind, of, kind of goal number that kind of people circle around that are going to do this a lot and it's in say the two to three thousand dollar range uh, per I, month i'd be curious does he say he's had 125 episodes of having sex or 125 different women he says 125 plus girls so i'm going to take that as wow. I, I don't think he has visited the same one 
Yeah, and I have to tell you, like, because I've seen some of these videos, like spotty condom usage, definitely spotty. Right. So uh, it's like I, I was watching. Have you ever gone to the site eFucked? No. Okay, eFucked. You should. Well, maybe I have. Too, I'm not sure. Too intense for you, but that's a <laughs> okay. site that has some pretty. It's basically the the person. There's a definitely a humorist that writes the uh, the text for it, and they scour porn sites and campsites and so forth for amusing footage and put it together. Okay. And they <clears throat> like to sort of intersperse little animations and text. And one of them is uh, one of the things that they've interspersed a few times is a little animated character who sings to you some song that's basically you've got AIDS now. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I feel a little bit about this guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to handicap the risk of behavior like that. It's got to be, I mean, not AIDS necessarily, but for, because um, I think female to male transmission of HIV is actually not that likely. Uh, yeah. Really not likely at all. But, but, but other part of diseases. that, I mean, yeah. I, I think more helpful would be not participating in anal sex. Um, I don't think that I don't think that uh, being the penetrator carries that much risk in anal sex. It's the penetratee for sure, because of the tearing and so forth. Yeah, but there has to be some transmission. You're, miss, hang on, you're missing the main point here. You're missing the main. There's a couple of main important points. One is this, this fact that the number kind of like circles around say $3,000. The other one that I think is really interesting is that, and I think this might have to do with attractiveness. I've seen uncle Tony in these videos and he's definitely a bit overweight. Um, mm-hmm. Not the most attractive man, not terribly unattractive either, but not the most attractive. I hope he doesn't get angry for me saying that. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, he, he, uh, I, maybe some sort of attractiveness thing is so the question arises, like why wouldn't someone like this is already spending that much money simply transfer over to the sugar baby baby area and drop down to say four women a year, right. That he can repeatedly have sex with. Like there must be some, he's focused so much on variety. Uh, that yeah. He, yeah. It's, it, it's not like the sugar baby would cost 10 times as much money and he would almost certainly get a much more attractive woman. Yeah. What is that beeping? That was my dishwasher finishing. Sorry. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. So the benefits of his strategy are just, you know, exceptional variety. Uh, maybe on average, slightly less attractive. That yeah. would be a con. And because of the type of what, like he's probably, I mean, you said that he sometimes meets with people who would, uh, qualify themselves as sugar babies, but these are probably the kinds of sugar babies that are actually fucking a lot of men and are something more akin to a prostitute. So because of the type of women he's sleeping with, he has increased disease risk. So in exchange for exceptional variety, he has uh, maybe slightly less attractive women and significantly more disease risk. Yeah, I think there's one other positive here for for him that might be relevant, which is I'm guessing that if you want to do sort of a longer lasting, say six month plus or three month plus sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. And I know that there's some, I mean, I've, you know, there's some that last you know, many years. For sure. If you want to, if you want to do one of those, you're going to actually have to spend a lot more time actually in kind of yes. a relationship with the person. And maybe yeah, that's just point. abhorrent. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't want to do that. He thought he thinks I'd rather, it's, to me, maybe just because I'm such a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> I actually would view like going to dinner with the woman and, sort of getting to know them as a positive because since they're attractive and they're 
don't at least seem to be interested in you, it'll be a lot of fun, right? Right. But maybe there are some guys where they like that, that they just they're like, no, I, I don't, I can't believe that you're attracted to me. So somehow it's not fun. They just want or to- he just doesn't care for whatever reason. <clears throat> yeah, he's got. He just wants to have. So I, I assume you agree that you would, given the choice, you would choose the sugar daddy, sugar baby thing, not the massive variety escort route. Yeah. I think my perfect situation would be something like uh, a revolving door of relationships that last for like five or 10 dates. Mm. Maybe some of which are simultaneous. But because they only last five or ten dates, yeah, I don't, I don't know if the simultaneity even, yeah, is even in the sh- it's somehow that's in between, right? That's you're you're actually in between the sugar baby. You're 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 in sort of a, I'm not even sure how one pulls that off. That's tricky. I guess being very attractive on Tinder, you can do it. It's just yeah. a lot uh, of work. Yeah, and a lot of people upset with you, right? Which sort of flies in the face of right. So. <laughs> I prefer the woman to actually have feelings for me. And if they do, then right, there's going to be a dis, you know, there's going to be extra being mad at me. And it, since I prefer them actually liking me, I also would prefer them not hate me. And it's sort of, there's a paradox there. So somehow it enhances your experience to be the one letting the woman down. No, no, that doesn't. I don't like that. I don't like breaking up with people. You'd rather like you would rather uh, sort of be on some real life analog of Bachelor in Paradise, where the women just have to leave because <laughs> their time's up, or like yeah, Logan's run, something like that, something like that. Yeah. Okay. That this sense. is somewhat possible in our current culture because women are, yeah, they've basically been convinced by, I don't know, feminist powers that be that. Uh, casual sex and short-term relationships are okay. And that, you know, in addition to being okay, like maybe women should even uh, seek out such things because I guess that's what feminism is. But yeah, I think like, you know, in the fifties you would have to court people and then, you know, meet her parents or whatever. You would have to like clear a set of four or five different bars uh, before you could, uh, get some alone time with them. Doesn't that uh, mean that uh, the emotional gratification that you so crave and the ego boosting then is limited? Like if a woman you're dating is in this sort of hookup mentality, doesn't that mean that she will not do as good of a job at basically amping up that feeling for you that she really, really likes you? Because she'll be sort of guarded. I mean, because she's expecting it to probably be a hookup. I understand that question. And mm-hmm. uh, your intuition there is okay, but I think I don't know. Maybe this is just me being uh, self-important and big-headed, but I think I am better than the average person that most people date. And so, uh, even if they were the type of person to be seeking out a series of casual relationships, they will like me more than the average person they see. And so then the downside there is the breakup part is, is not great, typically. Yeah, but it's a little bit mitigated by our current cultural zeitgeist. I can basically fade people and they wouldn't be as outraged as they would have been even 10 years ago. That makes sense. That makes sense. I haven't been okay. single for like 18 months, so 
Uh, but I mean, if things have changed at all, I'm sure they've changed for the better on this axis. That makes sense. At at least for what I'm looking for. Right. Okay. So you're able to get sort of a a max point there. That's great. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, a a listener might think, well, that's awful. He's uh, seducing these women and getting their hopes up when there was really no reason for them to do so. But I don't think I say or do anything that implies that I'm looking for marriage or whatever. Uh, I think I'm pretty honest about uh, that kind of stuff. And I think I do treat the people that I see very well. And so, yeah, I mean, if it's the case that before you go on a single date, you have to be committed to considering marriage with this person, then, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm violating some contract there, but otherwise I don't think that I'm doing anything particularly wrong here. And if the person no. knocks my socks off, then I, I will stay with them for a while. That's what's happened with Alyssa. I really like her. And so we're still together. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. <clears throat> it's just following the sort of cultural pathway that's been laid down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to move on to some Reddit topics or do you have anything else? Well, we, is one of the topics 69? Oh, yeah. It's pretty pretty far down there, but I, I got it here. I, I don't even remember what this post was. I added it to our master spreadsheet a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is a short and sweet question. All right, so why this don't we person start there? Says, yeah, this person says, does anyone actually enjoy 69? Can my 69 enjoyers drop a like or comment, try and approve a point to my girlfriend that there are people who enjoy this pose? Right. And your position is you do not enjoy it. Um, not exact. Okay. My position is, I think that uh, 69 is a negative sum game. Like I think it makes the quality of the oral being given by both parties less than it would be if they were uniquely focused on it. And I think that the feeling of receiving oral in a 69 situationship is, yeah, you can't enjoy it as much because you're doing, you're trying to multitask. And so, yeah, I would rather do them sequentially than in parallel. Okay. So if you, and I think that makes sense and that's a pretty common viewpoint. It's not, your concern is, is, is not primarily the orientation of the woman's body. I'm assuming the woman's on top here. Uh, let's, let's set aside the man being on top in 69 because that's a more professional, <laughs> aggressive position that's not very convenient. Let's assume yeah. the woman's on top. Now, we uh, famously, uh, you uh, when you have a woman <laughs> sit on your face, you prefer to f- face the other direction. <clears throat> so I take it that this part of it, there must be some small negative that's her facing the I wrong see. direction, right? Thus putting your nose near her anus. Yes. Okay. I, I okay. immediately recognized where you were going there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's... I don't think I've done 69 for some time. Okay. I wonder if it's difficult to deliver the proper kind of clitoral stimulation when you're in that orientation. It could be. Well, let's let, let me just do a thought experiment though, really quickly. Okay. So, if you were lying on your back on the bed and receiving a blowjob from say your girlfriend, 
And let's say that, say, yeah, let's say that you <clears throat> were enjoying this blowjob. I know that you, it's not your favorite activity to receive, but let's say, you know, you've decided this on this particular day to enjoy it. And yep. let's say that there is another very attractive woman in the room naked. Yeah. Would you rather have that second woman just sit and watch the activity or would uh, you rather have the second woman sit on your face? Whew. Yeah. This like, is which a, would you tell her? She's excellent. like, look, I'm going to do some one thing for the next five minutes. It's either going to be your face interacting with my genitals or I'll just sit over here in this comfy chair and watch. Yeah. Um, this is a good thought experiment. I guess I would prefer to be going down on her. Interesting. Now, <laughs> so, and so why not with the same person? Right. 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 Now I, I, I would, you know, obviously um, if we're not in like the world of the video game portal, it is impossible for your, for the same person to do this and to have her body oriented toward the headboard and be giving you a blow at the same time. It's simply not physically possible. So there is a, an element of the scenario that's possible. And I'd say most of the threesome porn that looks like this, that you see a lot of times you'll, well, okay, most of it, the women are facing away from each other, uh, mm -hmm. meaning one woman is, well, they're both facing the same way. However, you do somewhat frequently see uh, threesome porn, MFF, where the two women are facing each other and fondling each other at the same time. So given the choice between the, so you've, you've called the, you've beckoned the woman over. She says, Keith, just one more question here. Which way do you want me to face? Which way would you tell her to face? And by the way, if she's facing toward your girlfriend there, uh, maybe your girlfriend would get on top. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, PIV would initiate and there might be some yeah. fondling happening between them or they could face the other direction and then there's sort of no interaction. Which, which one would you pick then? Yeah. I like this thought experiment too. <laughs> Okay, what does it say about a per before I answer? What does it say about a person if they prefer them to be solely focused on me? Oh, nothing. I mean, that's. I mean, it's I a mean, little... sorry, the person. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't say anything necessarily. It's interesting that it's interesting that you would view a woman grinding her vag in your mouth as focused on you, right? Fair point. Yeah. <clears throat> But but no, I don't. I mean, you know, that, I mean, that there's some reasonable... there's some uh, there's some you know complicating factors here. Like, I do prefer giving oral when my nose is above their clit rather than below their yeah, rather than in their taint. And is this because of the nose, or is this because you feel like your tongue is better able to kind of lift up her clitoral hood? Or something I else. Think, I think both. I think having your nose in that area is a little bit risky. Uh, I know there are many and increasing uh, number of people out there who are into various mouth asshole play. Mm -hmm. So maybe they would like nose asshole play as well, or would or would not be as potentially bothered by it as. I myself would be. Well, I mean, but... if you had to pick between one, those two, which would you pick? Would you rather put your nose in the girl's butthole or would you rather lick it? Nose. Nose. Okay. That yeah. one was easier. All right. I mean, it's okay. neither. It's, I don't, <laughs> I, I find <laughs> generally I, I find poop disgusting and that's uh, famously uh, where they poop where from. Where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, 
you know, there are various things you can do to clean up. We've discussed on at least a half dozen episodes, maybe a dozen. Uh, but, you know, it's not perfect. And I don't like mixing that kind of risk with my pleasure. Okay, but to, to get back to the point here, you yes, it sorry. sounds like you would actually prefer the women to be focused on you. And so actually you would pick them not facing each other. This is a difficult hypothetical. If Okay. I I think I'm a I'm a bit ambivalent about it. I think well, I mean, certainly if I'm watching a porn, the porn where the women are facing each other is more compelling. Yeah, I think so too. It's tricky. I mean, I can't even really see them interacting because my fucking eye sockets are in her asshole. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I mean, it gets back to the original point is, okay. So, I mean, yeah, I wonder if it, this, the, this just boils down partly to just the orientation of the woman's body, uh, not being perfect or ideal for you. But you're also saying, I mean, obviously if it's one person instead of two, there is this issue of them having to multitask, people having to multitask. Right. And so maybe the, uh, maybe the quality of the, the thing I would say here is that in my experience, uh, I don't have a, I wouldn't say like, this is like one of my go-to experiences. However, yeah. I would say that on average across my lifetime, the intensity of my orgasm from a blowjob is higher if there's like a vagina in my face than if there isn't. Huh? Just because like it, you know, it is that because it's you- unusual? I don't think so. I think, oh, well, it could get annoying if it was every time. I don't, I think it's because you're just, you know, it makes you hornier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that, so, so, I mean, for example, you might enjoy it more if there was no expectation that you're going to be particularly good at performing oral. You're, it's done for your pleasure just to have it, uh, you know, enhance your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also, I should say it's negative, I think, in a lot of cases for women, not the least of which in the blow scenario, women like to have more ability to sort of see what's going on with the guy. Like, uh, just like how a glory hole is not that compelling to women, partly because, well, there's a bunch of reasons, but one reason is that you can't actually see the guy at all. You're just seeing his right. penis. Right. The same kind of thing. I mean, you're just down there with no access to his uh, facial features and so forth. So. There, yeah. there are reasons why, in my experience, women typically are not that interested in 69. Yeah. I don't 69. know if you share that. I, I don't really ever put it on the menu, so I don't have <laughs> a strong opinion. I think women are pretty <laughs> submissively malleable. So if I angled things that way more often, I think, hmm. I mean, if I did it every time, like it, some people might get annoyed, but... I don't sense. know if I've ever been shot down for attempting 69. I do want to say one more thing before we move on. It's enough on 69. I think it's it's not like one person's on top or the other. I think 69 can happen in like a side-to-side situation. That's true. No. Yeah, but I think that I, I think that's like almost, yeah. I mean, that's really not compelling. Yeah, you might need to get a pillow because like otherwise you're like holding your neck up from either the left or the right, which could be uncomfortable. Well, and, and the woman, I guess, has to hold her leg up. Yeah. Or something. Like there's some kind yeah. of complicated gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can't spread your legs. Or you can. Right. It's just not easy. 
Uh, all right, I'm moving on. Uh, this person says, why do men refuse to wear condoms with me? I'm an 18-year-old female, if that matters. This is happening. <laughs> it gets worse. This is happening so much lately that I'm starting to think it isn't just bad luck with the people, people I end up with, and it's something else. I haven't had good sex in so long. It's so long because I have to constantly turn guys away when they tell me they won't put on a condom. Like I get it. It feels better without one, but I'm not trying to catch a STI or have a baby with them. I meet up with guys mostly from dating apps. Sometimes I'll get approached by one when I'm out and we go on a date later, but I always let them know the condoms are mandatory before I agree to go home with them. And they tell me it's no problem. But once we get there and finish with foreplay, they do a 180 and won't wear one. So many have tried to just continue like it's no big deal. And I just get some BS about why they can't put one on. It sucks. Met up with 10 guys in the last month. Wow. And all of them didn't want to wear a condom. Am I just that unlucky or could they be other factors? How many of those were Uncle Tony? Right. That's what you want to know. Can I tell you the uh, a TikTok joke that goes yeah. along with this a little bit? Yeah. So this is a fairly common one that women post. It's it's a thing where they'll mouth along with a, an audio clip. And yep. Of course, the woman's scantily clad and she'll say mm-hmm. something. It's The clip says something like, you know, guys always ask me if they can use the other hole. That's so annoying because I always say like, what do you think I want to get pregnant? <laughs> ha 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 yeah i get it it's it's a reversal because yes. you're yes. supposed to think that they were going for anal but they already exactly. were having anal yes that's the default hole for this <sighs> I, I mean i have to assume this woman's simply not that attractive i mean first first of all so it's a little hard well, for me to understand right, hold on. this scenario hold on. yeah yeah the issue is she's selecting people that are low quality and there's about 20 red flags in her text and her text is only about 90 words. So it's an that's impressive true. ratio of red flag to red flags to words. Yeah, that's basically yes. right. One, one potential explanation is that uh, one protect, potential explanation for why the men are so low quality is that she's not super high quality herself. Right. I mean, she's 18 and that's compelling in yeah. and of itself, but the, uh, <clears throat> the notion that she's having this conversation with the guys, I mean, she says 10 in a month and she's has, she's spending enough time with each one of them to have a conversation about condom usage. And I bet she's lying about that. Oh, okay. Okay. She, she sort of paints herself as like a Jesus Christ, you know, perfection character here. Right. Mm -hmm. She says, but I always let them know that condoms are mandatory before I agree to go home with them. And they tell me it's no problem. Like, like the survey says no on that one. Like, I, think, I doubt it. I think, I think there is a section in the Gospel of Luke about women uh, <laughs> who want to be Christ-like having sex with 10 different men a month. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's at least arguing that she's, uh, yeah, that there's no sort of signal crossing on her part. I mean, look. The thing that she says she's doing is the right thing. I mean, she should, if she's worried that men are not going to, you know, respect condom usage, then she should bring it up early and often. Um, I sort of think, though, that the thing you're trying to accomplish with the condom usage, there's obviously the pregnancy risk, but there are other (laughs) ways to mitigate that. Um, In some states, yeah. True, true. It's Mm -hmm. growing more and more complex. Uh, uh, but the, uh, let's see, there, there are multiple ways to mitigate that. And then there's the STI risk. Yeah. Um, but she's having sex with a lot of different guys. So I'm not 
really sure that she's going to be managing that so well anyway. And so, I mean, it seems to me that simply reducing the number of guys you're having sex with might improve this situation all on its own. Do you think, uh, well, I agree, obviously, if you could take the uh, numerator down, (laughs) that sort of trumps whatever risk mitigation. Yeah. I mean, your, your risk is the risk you're taking times the number of incidents. And if you lower the number of incidents, you'll have uh, taken less risk. But Hang on a second. Uh, yes, Eric, I know he meant denominator. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what was I saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't, I don't think, I've been on dates with women where they've brought up condom usage before it's before like it was even clear uh that going home with them that evening was on the table like i've been on first dates this has happened to me twice and maybe more twice that i distinctly remember where we're on our second drink and they start complaining about uh men not liking to wear condoms and you know, in some ways you might say like, oh, that's just like good first date patter. One, no, it's not. And two, they're just basically signaling that if I say the right thing there, which is, oh, I love condoms. I have no problem using them. I have many at my home. Uh, if, if, I, <laughs> if I can like clear the bar there that uh, I can invite them uh, home that evening. I, I, I think that's why they bring that up at least in those two cases that is clearly why they brought that up um but yeah, i can't imagine sense. i can't imagine a situation where somebody can say something like i i feel like i could detect when a man is lying so if a man says something like yeah you can tell just by his tone and by his like comfort level with the topic of condoms whether he like actually intends to wear a condom or not i think i think that I mean, if the women, I mean, your supposition was they're not even having the conversation, but if they're having the conversation with the guy or they're bringing it up in the way that you suggested, I think in almost all cases, the guy is going to mirror what he thinks the woman wants to hear, because that's the ideal way to, with this kind of topic, to continue the train running down the tracks. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, I mean, look, like if everybody's drunk or something like that, yeah, when he's probably not going to care as much. And like, I think that generally... She's right that women, the men don't care as much about it this as, as women do. Oh, for sure. There are tons yeah. of men who will virtue signal that they're fine with condoms and then actually not be. But I think, yeah, I think there's just like a set of, there's like a conversation tree that you have to navigate where I think you can lower the about face once you get to the bedroom percentage. I think you could say something like, Look, dude, this is what everyone says. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm serious about condoms. Like, I don't have sex without condoms. So if that's something you're not interested in, that's fine. But we should move on here. And if if you give me any hassle about that, I'm just going to leave. And so just so you know, like, that's how I am. And I think or if you could, say that, yeah. then, you know, I think you you get things sorted. Yeah, she could also just say, look friend you're the 10th guy this month and i had a little weird discharge yesterday yeah <laughs> that would probably work too <laughs> that's like a different uh initial approach on that 
conversation yeah. tree I was talking about. But yeah, I, I just I think what happens is she's meeting shitty dudes and she's not actually being as clear about it as she postures in her Reddit post. Yeah. And so she's just running into the situation time and time again where the guys are kind of sleazy. And so, yeah, either vet the men better or, you know, expect that that's going to happen more often than she would like. All right, I'm going to move on here. Um, Let's do this one. We haven't talked about loose vaginas for a while, so... Here we go again. Uh, my boyfriend told me I'm too loose and I'm crushed. Throwaway count. Today, my 39... Oh, sorry. She's 39 years old and he's 31. Today, my boyfriend told me that he can't come during sex because I am too loose. I've had two children, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I know that the loose vagina thing is a miss, myth, but I just feel completely crushed and I can't help it. I just shut down completely and I left. My sexual history includes abuse, and so it took me time to feel comfortable with him in this way. And it had been years since I had sex at all. I honestly didn't think I'd ever had sex again. And I was 100% okay with that. So when I did feel comfortable, it was amazing. At least I thought it was. He's only come a handful of times from sex. And for a while, he was saying it was because he's not in shape like he used to be. But today he sat me down and told me that although not being in shape is a factor, that really it's because I'm too loose. He does come in other ways. Toys, hand job, blow job. Toys? Yeah. I genuinely don't know how I will feel comfortable having sex with him again. Not only am I mortified by this, but now knowing that it's pretty much just for me and not for him, I just feel like I've taken 100 steps backwards. He was kind when he told me, but damn, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, well, I mean, I think there could be like a relative looseness thing going on here. She said she hadn't had sex in a long time. Yeah. And then <clears throat> she had sex with him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So, I mean, maybe what happened was the first few times they had sex, she was extremely tight because uh, she hadn't had sex in a while. And then he's comparing it to that. uh, And that makes some kind of a difference. Or Um, maybe she's just so excited to be having sex again. She's like super, super, super lubricated. Yeah. In my, my opinion on this is that I think that, generally like tightness is not so much a thing as, is not as such a, not a big thing so much as lubrication is um so yeah i agree yeah so therefore like yeah it makes sense that she, it could just be that that she's she got, <sighs> I mean, too, she got too comfortable with her <laughs> she could also be four standard deviations out on the looseness curve it's possible uh it's yeah i mean it's possible like i think he could also be very small it could be. Yeah, I mean, it could be that... I mean, I think that men are... Yeah, I think size with men probably varies more than looseness with women. Well, I don't think that I know that. Uh, but even for men, I mean, unless you're like three standard deviations too big or three standard deviations too small, you're probably fine. Uh, That's right. With, with women, it's probably four or five or something. Like I've... I've had sex with uh, a somewhat sizable number of women and I've never even thought, I mean, there've been times when it's like, yeah, I guess like so slippery that it's a little bit non-ideal, but I don't know if I would describe it as loose. It's just, it's just hard to get friction. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, 
the, I think the more likely case here is there's some reason she didn't she say that he's having trouble orgasming regardless or like it's kind no of no she says he does come in other ways with well, toys he does, but and okay. jobs or maybe, jobs maybe it was simply the existence of toys made me think that uh oh yeah, it's death grip other, or something yeah that like he's he's got some sort of unrealistic expectation but he, he could he could try no nut november have you have you considered doing no nut november um it's too late right <laughs> it is too late and uh i how many nuts how many nuts are you so far in this is today we're recording this it's uh, well, this is going to come out on this is going to come out on november 3rd so let's go yeah 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 that's when we'll release it but yeah so so how, how how many nuts so far do you have uh i think two that's not that many i don't have a spreadsheet so yeah this is another tiktok trend of like women coming on saying oh i'm gonna make no not november hard for you you got it so they like parade they, around or prance around i mean you know tiktok thirst traps are going to TikTok thirst trap, right? Like they, yeah. <laughs> they don't need a month to have an excuse. Yeah. You know, just December they'll be in like elf costumes and yeah, January it'll be some new year's related thing or who knows. Yeah. Um, I don't think very many people actually go well. I mean, they're just going to lie. That would be my assumption there. The people who say they're, they, they don't orgasm for a month. They're just lying. Yeah. Um, man, I no, I bet some people try. Oh, I believe they try, but it just you gets think too after, annoying. You think after 10 days, they're just like, fuck this. Yes. Yes. I think it, I think it becomes too, just too annoying. Yeah. You probably like it. You'll start noticing your behaviors change. You'll be frustrated, like quick with people. For sure. I mean, there's okay. First off, there's some amount of money that would compel me to do it. Oh, well, yeah. Let me ask you this. Is it, what, where does that come from anyway? Is no, not November something that's, uh, women want guys to do or the reason I ask is because it's a, like, let's say women shouldn't want men to do this. If you're dating a guy and you like him, you should want him nutting a lot, uh, either by himself or with you. If he doesn't nut for a long time, you're, he's going to have sex with someone else. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. It's definitely going to drive up his uh, promiscuity desire. For sure. And so, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's, uh, who exactly is pushing for this. Maybe it's the no fat subreddit. Yeah. There must be some sort of purported benefits to such a streak. I just don't know what it well, is. I thought in November, you were supposed to grow a mustache. From yeah. That's prostate. Movember. Movember. Oh. Okay. So those are maybe connected. If you grow a mustache, <laughs> you're, nobody will have sex with you or, yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a derivative of Movember. Right. It's an outgrowth. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't have any advice for this woman with the loose vagina. Other than that, it's probably not loose. I mean, I know. I mean, yeah. What if it is, though? I'm not. I mean, there are various exercises people can do, but uh, it's uh, and yeah, I'm not sure. It's an. It's not that common. Yeah, for actually to be loose. I think Occam's razor is that she's not actually too loose. But yeah. All right. Uh, this is about a 22-year-old woman and a 22-year-old man. My girlfriend masturbates in my dirty gym clothes when I'm sleeping. Correction, when she thinks I'm sleeping. I know she tiptoes out of the bedroom from time to time in the middle of the night. I know she digs through the dirty laundry until she comes across my gym clothes. And I know she specifically wears them while she masturbates. 
What I don't know is whether or not I should mention it to her. I think it's hot and it turns me on knowing that she does this, but I'm not sure if me not knowing is part of what makes it hot for her. Do I just keep my mouth shut and let her do her thing? Or do I risk potentially ruining something sexy and secretive by talking to her? I don't understand the story. I don't understand I don't how either. he knows she's masturbating. Right. Like, so how does she get, how does he know she's digging through the laundry pile? Cause he says she has to tiptoe out of the room to get to the laundry pile. Right. Yeah. She is. Yeah. I mean, the only way this kind of makes sense is she does it right next to him or in the same room as him, but then he would. What are those Amazon seal. cameras that you can set up all over your house? That's true. Yeah. Maybe he's, maybe he's got a spy cam and he's watching her. That, that would be a reasonable <laughs> theory as to how he could know. It would not be a reasonable activity, but it's a reasonable theory. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't I know. Mean, I wouldn't look, mind access to her spy cam. Let's check her, watch out, watch her masturbate. Why would she put these clothes on? I mean, uh, you know, a thing that men do famously is they like, you know, get their girlfriend's panties and sniff them while they're masturbating. That's like a trope. They do? Yeah. Mike, <laughs> you've seen this on, on, on TV, of course. Um, I have. Yeah, I don't find women's underwear compelling, but I mean, there are a bunch of people who do, you know, there are cam models that actually mail their soiled panties to desperate men. Are are you aware of this like bath water thing where like uh, a cam girl will like take a bath and then she'll bottle up the bath water and send it to people? I've not seen that one. That's really stupid because the bath has too much water in it. Although I'm not, I don't totally understand the point. Uh, If, Okay. Getting her underwear, if it smells like a vagina, then that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, if, uh, okay. I could see this being compelling in the following scenario. If I were in prison and <laughs> had no access to women for, for like uh-huh. a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see something that smelled like a woman's vagina being a turn on, right? Because there's just no access whatsoever. So I could see that. I could see like, a kind of preteen boy or like an early adolescent boy finding this compelling. Sure. But as an adult who has access to a vagina, that makes would make no sense. To me. But even if your access is somewhat limited, I still think it doesn't make sense. So, yeah. okay. So yeah. I agree. I think that, yeah, the thing, the thing that she's, the woman's doing in this situation makes more sense to me because I think that it's some kind of like a pheromone thing. It's not exact. It's not, it's not like she wants like his, uh, she, it's not like she wants him to nut in something. And get his like dried semen to rub on herself. She's she's going after I'm sure like his his smell, right? Turns her on because when they have sex, it's kind of an athletic activity for him, and he smells a certain way. So she's she wants the same yeah. smell. I think his insight that it there may be something about the tabooness of it that makes it interesting. Yeah, that could be a thing too. Sure. I don't yeah. know. Do you, so you don't think if, if you had the choice between masturbating with just your normal thing that we've detailed several times on the podcast, so you, people can go back and listen if they want to understand how <laughs> Keith masturbates, or doing the same thing but having a set of underwear from your girlfriend that smells like her vagina, you don't think it would amp it up at all to have the underwear? I think it might. It might. If, but It, it, it might it for feels... me if I had some other girl. Like if I had your girlfriend's under let me think about that maybe that would be compelling yeah it just yeah, feels depraved i think but yeah i mean the, the amp to amp it up more making it more depraved somehow might actually help 
<laughs> brain. You're like standing in front of your desk with a computer just, screen with yeah. multiple. Like, you just don't want someone scenes. to walk in walk in on that scene. It's just Oh, that's true. Disaster. That's true. Um Yeah. Yeah, I think um I think it's possible. I don't think it would massively increase it. I think if yeah. I think there's a scenario. Like, let's say you were really attracted to a woman, but you mm-hmm. couldn't have sex with her. She wasn't attracted yep. to you or whatever. Getting that woman's underwear, I could see yes. being compelling. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's makes the, the cam girl thing make sense. The forbidden fruit, you know. Not forbidden. Yeah. It's just the fruit you can't have. Yeah. The thing with the cam girl stuff that I don't really understand is that I'm not kind of in real life attracted to those women because of their job. Like they're not, yeah. so I wouldn't, it, 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 I would much rather have the underwear of someone who is not a cam girl who's that I'm attracted to, you know, cause then it's more taboo. It's more like, right. So, you know, yeah, there's something about cam girls and strippers that is repulsive to me. It's, I don't begrudge them for their job, but it just doesn't feel it's, it's so obviously performative to me that I can't really build a fantasy in my mind. So you would, if, if, if they offered you like their underwear for a penny, other than as like a souvenir to show that you got them, you, you just would have no interest. You'd say, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah. I think so. It's hard for me to imagine falling for a cam girl Yeah, yeah. or a stripper. Uh, yeah, that's probably, I mean, the only way I could imagine it would is to like limit, say, oh, it's someone who's only done it briefly. <laughs> right. Or we're doing private sessions and we become, you know, close through conversation, but uh, that. But if it's her actual job where she's doing it, she's say been doing it for the last two years. Yeah, that's very hard to picture. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, I had I had a good topic here, but it was deleted. It was about this man who was able to come four times in a row without losing his erection. And I've seen videos like that, you know, I think we've looked at some on the podcast, but go on. Yeah. I just, I feel like that would be such a burden as the woman in that situation. What part? Like every time you have sex with your partner, you have to get them to come three plus times. Well, I mean, he's able to do it. It didn't, I mean, it's, yeah, there's a question of whether it has to happen every time. <clears throat> yeah. I mean. Typically, I leave sexual encounters after I've lost my erection, and I, yeah, I, it's hard for me to even imagine wh- what it would feel like to orgasm, still have an erection, still presumably be aroused, and then have the encounter be over. I think that would be disappointing and frustrating. Well, I mean, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know how how the the time distance between the the orgasms matters a bit here. Like if. If it's a reasonably long time, then I can understand that. But typically, uh, if you have sex and you're still aroused, or you could potentially still be aroused, that doesn't mean that you're going to be uncomfortable if you don't have sex again as the guy. You could stop after the one and be satisfied, right? I guess. I I don't really know what his experience is like. Well, okay. So when you say he has four in a row, you mean like, say, four in the span of under 10 minutes or something? Sure. 
Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, that's a little bit harder to, to think about because yeah, there'd be this question of <clears throat> what, yeah. What uh, does he have to have four? Like when he masturbates, does he have to have four orga- orgasms or else right. he has blue, blue right. balls afterward? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's a, it's too bad that's deleted. I don't have the details. All right. This person says, do some men actually find bellies attractive and sexy on women? 22-year-old fe- female here. I like my body, but I have this belly that I'm insecure about. I'm in a new relationship, and when I opened up about that insecurity, my partner seemed a bit surprised because he told me he loves it and thinks it's sexy even. I'm having doubts about whether he actually said that because he means it or just wants me to make f- me feel better about it because I haven't heard much men say much men say that they like bellies and it was new to me. So is this a thing? Uh, I know you don't like bellies. That's like a. Well, it depends like, on what you mean by belly. Yes, of course. And she doesn't specify. So that right. makes this ripe for conversation. Well, I mean, I think generally speaking, uh, if a woman has a physical attribute that is, um, not sort of not functional and in fact impedes the functionality of her body. And you could put breasts in that category. Like it's just not, mm-hmm. I mean, it's sorry, it's functional for most women very narrowly during a very short period of their life. Uh, if, if at all, um, I think things like that can actually be compelling because like it emphasizes that they're not, it's, it's, it's not masculine. It's the opposite of masculine, right? It's like, it's a physical characteristic. That's not uh, opportune or not, not ideal for, you know, going out and hunting animals and stuff. And so I could imagine something physically there being okay. But if she means by belly, like being obese, then I don't think that I think that's a specific fetish. That's a little unusual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some amount of body fat implies fecundity, fertility. And so that can be good. It also, it also implies like, but it's like, um, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to, it's, it's sort of like weakness. It's like, it implies like you're not, um, disciplined. You, no, 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 that's not what I mean. That's a, that's an interesting point. That's not what I mean. I don't mean not disciplined. I mean like physical weakness, like, like you're, it's, it's, it's feminine, like masculinity is associated with like kind of physical power, like the, the your physical, your body being oh, I see. forceful and strong and, 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 and be, having your body be soft is like the opposite of that. And so, um, <clears throat> I, it's, yeah, I don't think it's exact. Like, it's not really a turn off in in the sense of like a guy with uh, six pack abs is a turn on. A woman without six pack abs, it, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it's not a turn off. Like, it's because like, it's not. It's opposite I would go further than that. Like, when a woman has like a washboard washboard stomach, I find it actually sort of a turn off. Like, I would I like it when women are skinny, but I don't. I don't like it when they have really defined muscle definition i find that that's too masculine yeah it's too masculine i guess that's right so So a flat flat stomach is nice but having some baby fat on it is is better yeah so it's believable to me that he's being honest up to a certain level oh that yeah that reminds me uh i think we talked about this there was the guy who was also on tiktok was going over what we, I think we talked about this. What what um what characteristics men look for in women, and what characteristics women look for in men? And uh-huh. 
See, men, women do not like men to be overweight or obese. Like a man ideally is fit from a woman's perspective. Men, but men don't mind if a woman is overweight, but she cannot be obese. So overweight is fine. And that fits into this. The other thing men want is the woman to be nice to him, <laughs> which is really the issue. That's, that's where, I mean, frankly, that, and that, that is actually right. It's like the way I, well, I think, I think it's very much right. It's like sort of astute. It's like the way that women engage their selectivity in relationships is just by being nice to you. Like, oh, she's flirting with me. It's like, she's just being right. nice to you. Like women are not nice to most men because that's right. how they engage their selection. Right. It's by being, being not nice. So. <clears throat> yeah, that all feels right. But anyway, overweight's fine. Obese. No. So yeah, yeah there's some. Yeah. Level there. And then, yeah, I mean, like there's, there's some middle ground there where it's gray and you know, then the way that fat is distributed matters, but we don't have to talk about that anymore. All right. That's uh, we have time for one more. This person says, what is with guys wanting to date anal randomly during PIV and thinking it's okay without permission? Yesterday, I, a 21 year old female was hooking up with this guy, a 24 year old male that I've known for a month or two. We do this twice a week, but now it might change after this encounter. We were having sex and midway through, he pulls out and turns me over into doggy. Not a big deal, but when I feel him, but then I feel him try to attempt anal. I tensed up and immediately pulled back and said, hey, what the hell? He looked confused. And I was like, why do you look like that? You were just about to do anal with me without even asking. He shrugged it off and was like, I don't know what the big deal is. I was just trying to spice things up. I just want to quickly say, I, I doubt the conversation went as clearly as that. But in any case, I kicked him out of my place because then I felt extremely unsafe. I'm confused and angry. What is with people who just want to have random anal sex and not even ask for permission or even talk about it prior? Is this a new thing? The reason why I brought this up is I wonder if with the increased normalization of anal sex, if young men are sort of confused about this. Well, I mean, he, on some level he did ask for permission, right? I mean, he didn't actually wrong hole her. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can see, uh, there's a nice actually uh, compilation right now on the site I mentioned earlier, he fucked of wrong hole situations. Mm -hmm. And, um, usually ends with the woman crying, uh, very upset. Because yeah, I can it, imagine. You know, yeah, I'm talking about like the guy actually achieving full penetration just in yeah. one quick go with a woman who's not prepared for it. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think on some level the question would be, well, what? Like it's it's this. It gets back to this sort of like consent slash like how do you how do you uh, tell you know introduce a new sexual behavior into a situation, do you have to sit down and have a conversation and, and write it down? Or do you just sort of like move in that direction? And then if the person says no, you say something like what he said, which is he was trying to spice it up and then right. back off, which it sounds like he did. I mean, he didn't anally rape her right? Uh, as far as I know from this. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's an interesting direction to take this. Uh, what is the uh, proper way to ask for consent for various things. And, you know, I think the most, I don't know, forward thinking progressives would say something like, well, you need to ask for micro consent before you do anything. And while that may be, uh, something to aspire to, I'm guessing that most physical encounters are still something a little bit like, you know, try something, get away with it, try something else, get away with it, try something else, get away with it, try something else, you know, get, get pushed away. I think that's just how it's been done for time immemorial. And, 
uh, it's a little bit hard for women to say no. And that's why the micro consent thing would probably be a better paradigm. But I think for better or worse, I guess for worse, the way things are now are something like what this woman described. It's a man, you know, pushes boundaries a little bit and the onus is on the woman to say no. And well, but yeah, I mean, would it, yeah, go ahead. Would it actually truly be that? Because I mean, yeah, so you can make it a man doing it to a woman thing, but you could switch it around. I mean, let's say that you, a woman's giving you oral. So there are two options. One is that she says, Hey, do you want to reach around? It's the right word, reach around. Right. Whatever, you know, like, do you want anal stimulation? Yep. And the other one is she just sort of like put, moves her fingers there and starts like doing right. something like nearby. Yeah. I think I'd be sort of indifferent. Like I'd be, in, in, in either case, I would be not um, excited about it. I, I would, I would, I would say no. But um, I don't think I would feel like the action-based one instead of the verbal one is much more problematic. Now, I realize there are two – so there's a couple things. One is that uh, the um, – we don't know the details here in terms of like how far he got or what he how exactly he did this. And the other thing is that right. uh, if I were – okay, the right way to analyze this would be like if uh, – I'm not getting – I'm getting I'm, – I'm sort of kneeling with my chest on a couch – She's giving me a hand job in that position, so my butthole is very exposed. Yeah. Like in that situation, maybe it's maybe the action based way is not. Uh, uh, you feel very vulnerable, which I can understand. But at least, like in principle, like I don't, I don't think I think I would be indifferent between the two, and I might actually yeah. prefer not having I mean, to like sit there and talk about it. The obvious thing to say here is the power dynamic between a woman and a man, and a man and a woman is greatly different, right? So a woman might feel scared or. Uh, unempowered to say what she wants. I mean, to that I would say, don't sleep with people you don't trust. But um, I mean, part of the th- problem th- that's here sort is, of victim blaming. Yeah, part of the problem here though is that uh, a woman. You could have the exact same scenario where a woman loves anal sex and she's like, "Why do guys never want to initiate it?" It's just because guys don't want right. to talk about it. Right. So it's like, oh, uh, and so the so basically there are experiences that you might like or want to have that don't ever happen because you are requiring some sort of conversation that a lot of people are not comfortable having, whereas they would sort of <clears throat> gently, gingerly step into the territory physically if they could. Right. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not totally sure that's, that's the, that's the issue I would have with like people thinking that verbal consent is better than kind of physical consent. But of course we don't know in this situation, we don't know how, you know, what he did before, before conceding that he was not going to penetrate her anus. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, we obviously yeah. both agree that you should not anally rape people. Uh, we're right. just having a conversation here because right. yeah, this is more interesting to yeah. I- ignore the obvious. Uh, all right, let's wrap it there. Uh, this yeah. was episode 90 of Your Mileage May Vary. You can find us on oh. Twitter at YMMVPod or send us an email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. If you have questions, please let us know if you'd like to keep them private or if we may answer them on the air. If you have a comment, we pay $10 for any feedback received. So, uh, Go ahead and do your worst. Thanks for listening, and you can hear us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me gueule.